りつける重たいさダメの石にまるで押しつぶされてどこにも逃げられないひたすらあがきながらだけど諦めないがれwelcome to jojo's bizarre rewatch episode four for season five uh, uh you know this is the if in case you're new for some reason and you're starting with this one this is the podcast where we talk about jojo's bizarre adventure mostly but sometimes we spend 20 minutes talking about piss <laughs> well i mean that's jojo i mean yeah it was jojo's related why did siri just start <laughs> Uh oh. <laughs> wow, Siri was really accurate with recording what I was just talking about. Well, Siri, you know, interested in listening to you talk about this. <laughs> Listen, robots have fantasies. Don't judge. For, for some reason, it's, it thought I started. For some reason, it thought that I said, hey, Siri, at the start. And then it accurately recorded me saying the part about talking about piss. And then it said, I don't understand. <laughs> which yeah yeah no, neither do we Siri, neither do we <laughs> all right thanks robot in my phone um i'm your host dustin and with me today is luke yeah uh ty Earl ola wait no bonjour but, no yeah no yeah <laughs> bon jovi uh ben you're not supposed to understand jojo that's, yeah, that's obvious. That's true. <laughs> hey Siri, what's JoJo? Joanna, not JoJo Levesque is an American singer. <laughs> I knew it. Well, an actress. <laughs> not quite. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So on this uh, episode, we will be covering uh, episodes six through nine of Vento Oreo. Uh, let's start with sep- episode six, the uh, the conclusion of the soft machine battle, aka tender machine, which honestly, tender machine makes me more uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> that's just a robot that you fall in love with. Yeah, or just yeah a robot you fall in love with and then traps you like in a bedroom or something robot you fall in love with and then it deflates you and pulls you into a pipe yeah exactly uh first though we start with like a uh we start with a backstory of uh abaccio abaccio i think it's abaccio because they say his name a lot in this one i thought it was abaccio yeah, the way Italian pronunciation works, when you get that CCH thing, it's pronounced like a K. Okay, I got like, you. Uh, it's like gnocchi. It's a, got the same, has the same, uh, like, combo. Gnocchio. Okay. 
Yeah, so uh, we start out with the backstory of Abakio, who used to be a cop. Yeah, of course he fucking was. <laughs> goth cop. Yeah, only a cop would serve someone pissed he. Go to hell, goth cop. <laughs> now the down the tea makes all the more sense. Yeah, everything makes sense. Uh, and he's, he's just so mad because nobody likes him because he's a cop. Yeah! <laughs> His great tragedy is... I was a cop once, and people were mean to me. There's a yeah. yeah there's a montage of like, like people cops. yelling at him. Yeah, and so then, like, we find that you know his tragic past is that he tried to be a good cop, but then one day when he, you know, gave a criminal the benefit of the doubt, criminal tried to shoot him, and his buddy cop dived in front of him and the cop died but the criminal was mostly fine well also it was the it was a criminal that had bribed him before and that he let get away because they bribed yeah. him like a spider-man situation yeah with, yeah with great police corruption comes great responsibility and then he decided that you know what cops are no good if i really want to enforce oh, the law i need to be a criminal or maybe, Abakio, just don't be a shithead. Yeah. <laughs> How about, maybe that was the problem. Uh, but yeah, so, Abakio's got kind of a dumb backstory. Whatever, it's fine. He's got a cool stand power, though. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Oh, go ahead, Ty. One of the, I was going to say, one of the rare stands that can mess with time. Wait, no. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, yeah, no, that's, it, it, the, the only thing rare about it is that he's not the protagonist. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he can, instead of, like, stopping time, well, actually, he doesn't really do anything with time itself. Like, oh, his he... stand just basically goes through the motions of a thing that happened before. Um, well, yeah, basically what his stand amounts to is super psychometry. Um, and that he can, uh, you know, basically, uh, you know, see the past from very di from various different angles. Yeah, but only like, only like through a person. So he can see, can see what happens to the person. He can see the person's movement, um... And he can, like, hear what the person hears at that time. Uh, but, like, he can't see the other surroundings, so he has to sort of, like, intuit what's going on based on what he's seeing. Which is kind of weak in terms of battle, but it makes for a pretty cool support stand. Uh, yeah, cer yeah. <laughs> certainly a shitload better than Purple Hermit. Makes for a cool Phoenix Wright minigame. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just instead, yeah, he just turned in, turned from a from a cop to a criminal attorney or whatever. Yeah, man, what if the what if part nine of JoJo is just going to be like Jonix Jote, Ace Attorney, and just like he's using his stand powers to defend crim like defend people. That would be that would be pretty cool. No, I don't want that. I would, I would, I, I, I would really love to know what Iraqi thinks the judicial system is like. <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, that's mostly what I want to know. So I, I mean, it can't be really more wrong do. than Phoenix, right? That's for, yeah. 
I suppose that honestly, in some ways, it, Phoenix Wright is already like yeah. what Rocky would think the judicial system is like. Uh-huh. Some of those character designs, man. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So he uses his power to. Uh, Abakio uses his power to figure out what happened to, um, I believe it's Narancia. Uh, yeah, I think it's Narancia. Narancia. It, it's hard to tell. Like, it's hard to tell where like the proper pronunciation ends and like the Japanese accent begins. But I think it's Narancia. No, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it is. It is because uh, yeah. Uh, oh, sure. Of, like, like yeah, yeah. In, in like in Italian pronunciation, the C is often pronounced with a ch. Right. Yeah. Someone who knows Italian, please help. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do not. I just hear. I just hear Italian names being pronounced, and uh, you know. Okay. And you know, I hear Italian cooking terms on Food Network, and that's how they okay. pronounce that. <laughs> so, like that's I how. I that's how most people get their Italian language <laughs> through Food Network. Um. <laughs> So yeah, he he basically rewinds his stand to see what happened to Narancia, since Narancia was the first one to get sucked into a sink. Um, And, like, we see him get stabbed much the same way that uh, Giorno did, and then he just deflates like a balloon. So, I was kinda right in, in predicting what the enemy yeah, you were more right was. than I thought you'd be. Yeah, I was but, co- I was way off. But I I <laughs> could not out. have predicted that it took the that it was like balloon esque. <laughs> well, and also the the final step of this is uh, yeah. We'll yeah, I also th- yeah. There's also no way I could have predicted what the reveal at the end was. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they, they see Narancia deflate, which is very disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Abaccio's like, oh wait, no, I, I know where Moody Blues is going, I can sense him. Like, he's, you know, right in this pipe. Like, just <clears throat> fucking punch here, Bukarati. Right. And Bukarati da- does, and he's like, wait, there's there's nothing in here, where is he? <laughs> Yeah, because they're sure he's there. They know where Moody Blues is, but the pipe's empty. Yeah, and like we see Moody, we see a scene from Moody Blues' perspective where he's like in a pipe and like trying to figure out how to get out. Right, like Abakio can't even call him back because Moody Blues doesn't know how to get out of wherever he ended up. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, unfortunately, like, they take a little too long, and the uh, enemy comes back, but not before Abakio is able to figure out the secret. <laughs> right. <laughs> but unfortunately, Abakio gets hit and deflated, uh, and he's like, Bukarati, you can kill him. I know the secret. And... <laughs> He, like, slaps Bukarati in the face with his, like, bloody deflated hand. Yeah, and there's, like, a streak of blood as he gets dragged down into the hold of the ship. Yeah. And, like, the fly Uh, that Giorno made is just flying around, and, like, it's cutting to that when, uh, what's-his-name talks. Oh, yeah. Because 
like that's where he is, and they're just using that like it's him. It's weird. It's a very weird choice. <laughs> it like just keeps yeah. cutting to the fly at like closer and closer zoom ins. Yeah, because at because at, at some for some reason like I had forgotten what the fly was supposed to be and right. like. I thought, oh, can he shapeshift into a fly for some reason? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, don't <laughs> be no, ridiculous. Just... Obviously, it's Naranchi's shoe. <laughs> yeah, I just forgot that that was a shoe. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff happening in this episode that is very easy to miss. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, then, like, Bukarati notices seagulls. Uh... Or didn't they correct me? Like, they're actually not seagulls. <laughs> See, what's... Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, that was uh, that was the villain that says, oh, I, I see seagulls, that means we're close to shore, you're almost out of time. Right. And he threatens Bukarati, is like, you're gonna answer my... You're gonna shut your trap and answer my questions exactly how I want, or I'm gonna kill your friends. Yeah. And then he's like, where's the money hidden? And Bukarati just like well actually is him on seagulls, yeah. right? It's like like I... you call you call them seagulls, but they're actually black tip gulls. It's like they're still seagulls though, Bukarati. <laughs> like I, I thought that was gonna be like the beginning of him revealing how he solved the mystery. Like oh, the fact that you mistook what kind of seagull this is proves that you know such and such. But no, it's yeah. got nothing to do with anything. It's just a fun character quirk about Bukarati, like uh. Like Kujaro and his love of marine life. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> we'll, he's we'll find out in part six that Bucciarati wrote a thesis on gulls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so the, the villain's like, I don't understand why you just told me that about seagulls, which, I mean, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we keep cutting back to, like, there is a sequence where the villain is threatening Bukarati by means of the fly. Um, we cut to the bottom of the boat where there's like a hole there now. Right, because Bukarati freaked out and just started punching zippers everywhere. Yeah. And at this point, yeah, he explains that he wasn't trying to find this guy. He was trying to sink the boat. Yeah, to basically force him out of hiding. Yeah. Uh, because he figured out the secret from his from a bacio slapping him in the face because yeah. he noticed that Abaccio damaged cut his hand on purpose so that he'd see that the blood trail ends when he went inside the boat. Right, it doesn't which, actually go down into the hold. Yeah, which clearly means that there's a boat inside the boat. <laughs> right. So what it turns out to be is that Soft Machine deflated another boat and, like, wrapped it around this boat, and where he's actually been is in the seam <coughs> between the two boats. Yeah, it's it's a real wild thing to wrap your head around. Yeah. That is, uh, that is bonkers in the best JoJo way. Yeah. yeah is, and, like, the, the like, re- hint at it is that, like, like, last episode they took Lagoon 1... But now all the, uh, like, lifesavers and stuff say Lagoon 2 on them. So I guess at some point he crept up on them and wrapped his boat around there somehow. 
Yeah, which I thought they just like left the harbor with it saying Lagoon Two. It, yeah, maybe that was it. Yeah, I was about to say because that yeah. makes a little bit more sense if he had already pre-wrapped. But that because <sighs> because I think because I think the idea was they had initially selected Lagoon One while while they were while they were well. I think what happened was they had selected Lagoon Two while they were in the harbor, right? And then he deflated Lagoon Two and wrapped it around Lagoon One. So when they came back to actually you know, yeah. get the boat after renting it, then they were actually on Lagoon 1. But then that means that this guy somehow managed to correctly predict which boat they'd rent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sort of regardless of how you slice it, <laughs> how he managed to pull it off doesn't make any fucking sense. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he, he comes out of the hold because he doesn't want to drown. Um, yeah, like, the the one boat, like, peels off of the other one, like, dead skin. Yeah. Which is not something you'd think you'd say about a boat. <laughs> right. Um, but, like, he's still got, like, one trick up his sleeve. He's, he's still got the deflated body of a Baccio in his hand. He's like, look, if you come after me, I'm gonna stab a Baccio to death for real this time. Right. And Bugratti's like, if you think that would affect a gang member like me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then he steals, there's like a short stare down, and then he steals the trick that uh, Giorno used against him. And right. he attaches his own, own hand and like rocket punches him in the head. Yeah. Just turns his uh, fist into a flail. Yeah, and then he uses his zipper power to decapitate... Uh, Whatever the hell this guy's name is. Yeah, I forget what it is. Is it Saleh or is that the the other guy? Salt. Uh, um, I think that one is... of them is the Italian word for sugar, and one of them is the Italian word for salt. But I forget which is which. Let me check the. Um... <coughs> it's uh this guy's name is uh Zucchero. Zucchero. Okay. Salt sugar. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he just detaches his head, which is a pretty good way of defeating a stand user. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he closes his eyes and wakes up feeling horny. It's, it's true, yeah. No, that's, that's that has some unsettling implications. Decapitation. <laughs> yeah, in the next episode... Yeah, yeah. Zuckero oh, won't need God. to worry about waking up horny anymore because he's not going to be closing his eyes anytime soon. <laughs> Yeah, so episode seven, like, they're, so it starts out with the gang just kicking the shit out of Zucchero's body as his head watches, and then it gets even worse for Zucchero. Right, they, they, they've, like, zipped his mouth shut, and they're just beating the shit out of his body, and then Mystic yeah. comes up to him with a fish hook and, like, some line and a pair of glasses. And he yeah, says, which of these do you want me to use? Yeah, and Mista has a great idea for how to interrogate this guy. Right. Um, he, so I mean, the, fir the first part is al already really bad. Because uh -huh. he, ho he hooks the fishing line through the top of his right eyelid. Uh -huh. Which is rough. Uh -huh. Not good. He, 
He then dangles him from the fishing line, um, then puts the eyeglasses on him so he's facing the sun. Yeah. And I, I don't think this in particular is necessary for the interrogation sequence. But uh, Nancia that Narancia then Narancia then puts on some sick jams. Uh huh. And they just like do a dance yep. while the sun burns a hole into Z- Z- whatever Zucaro. Sugar Man's Zucaro's yeah. eye. Uh yeah. So this was one of the scenes. And when... for a second, I thought like the weird. <laughs> Like music thing was Narancia's stand power. Uh huh. <laughs> but no, that's just a thing they're doing for fun. This is one of those scenes that, like, when they announced this anime, that they were animating part five, I was like, oh man, I can't wait for them to get to the torture dance. In the manga, it is like one page, and like half the page is this this guy's eye getting burnt, and the other half is like four panels of them doing this dance, and that's it. It is. Way more elaborate in the anime. It is so elaborate in the anime. It goes into this weird, like, trippy animation style where there's, like, a sketchily drawn head and a bunch of different colors with just, like, a black circle in one of its eyes. Yeah, while that's, doing that's, this huge elaborate dance number. And that's why I thought it was a stand power, because it looked like Narancia, Narancia's power was just, like, making people go, like, in an L, on an LCD fever dream right uh, L- no not lsd not lcd oh, i love to do drugs like lcd <laughs> yeah just just devouring those laptop monitors L- love to go down to the club and then just eat a whole tv <laughs> uh, yeah so it that's why i thought it was a stand power because it was right. like really elaborate it was like is this power to like make them go on a drug trip or just like enhance the power of sunlight or something yeah yeah no, no. It's, they no they just decide to make it like really wild yeah <laughs> this gang we like to have fun here that's because uh okay yeah if we haven't figured this out by now but uh Basically, uh, Team Bucciarati is composed of complete psychopaths. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, like, they've clearly practiced this multiple times. Right, yeah, their yeah, yeah. They've rehearsed. On point. Yeah, <laughs> they've definitely done this a lot. Um, uh, and the Bucciarati's just like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Knock it off. You're making me look bad for <coughs> my new boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Jordan's gonna think I'm weird. <laughs> this is just we don't we don't normally do this. <laughs> uh. But uh, Abakio discovers now that uh, uh, Zucchero's boat is like un- reinflated, he can use Moody Blues to see everything that happened on it in three dimensions, and he can see that Zucchero contacted somebody on the shore with the radio. Yeah, so he's like, crap, well, there's a trap waiting for us. Yeah. We can turn that against them. Right, because Giorno Giovanna has a dream. Uh-huh. Which he makes sure to remind everyone of constantly. <laughs> he says, has he done this every episode? It's not I think so, episode. yeah. In that way, he's kind of like Jonathan, where, like, he's just always reminding people about being a gentleman. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We, we haven't really gotten a JoJo protagonist in a while who just had a thing he reminded everybody about. <laughs> right. Because, like, Jotaro just didn't like to talk. Jotaro yeah. reminded everyone constantly that he hates women. 
<laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's and fair. John, yeah. yeah, Joseph reminded everyone constantly that he respects Nazis, even though he disagrees with them. <laughs> Just kept saying it Just way more times than I wish he would have. Yeah. Uh, that, I guess that was an early indication of the problems that would be old Joseph. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so they come up with a plan where they're like, "No, look, we can we can use this to our advantage. We can." <laughs> and uh, yeah, Jordo turns like, like one first... of the life preservers into a fish that he's gonna ride to shore. Yeah, which like, okay, why a fish? Why not like a dolphin? Yeah, listen, something it's not that, clear. Something that would be better at taking you to shore. Right. It seems very difficult for that fish to take two grown men to shore. <laughs> that, that you could theoretically ride, unlike a fish. Yeah. Uh, but hey, you know. Uh, so yeah, he's going to go to shore early. Um, and he's basically going to like try and lure the person out by saying that there is a message waiting for whoever Abaccio was trying to call. Right. And I, and I like how when um, Mista decides to come along, he's like, he says, hey, Giorno, how many people could that fish pull as he pulls out his gun mm -hmm. menacingly? Uh-oh. You cut out. You cut out. <laughs> It's like, what are you going to do with that gun, buddy? Love, love Discord. <laughs> um, oh, hey, you're back. Oh, did I di disconnect? Yeah. Yes, you did. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Um, hey, yeah, what did Mr. say? <clears throat> yeah, I, I just... I just really like the discrepancy between when Mista says, Hey, Jorno, how many fish can that... Uh, how many people can that fish pull, pull? As he menacingly brings out his gun. Right. Because his stand, Sex Pistols, or Six Bullets, is made for killing. Yeah. It's like, Six Bullets is a decent alternative, but it's also really literal. It's really literal. <laughs> and also, Sex Pistols is a great name for this stand. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Because, like, not only is it a pistol, but also, like, he has little men inside his gun who definitely fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if the gun itself is part of the stand. I think it's just the shitty little bullet gremlins. Yeah, yep. I guess so. I guess the I guess the gun is just, like, a special gun he has that happens to be painted purple. Right, he just needs a revolver. Uh, but yeah, so they, they go to shore with this life preserver... And Jordan's like, all right, here's the plan. We're going to, yeah, use the radio to call, you know, say there's a message for some guy on from our boat, and we'll see who turns to look, and then everything will be good, and you can murder him. Right? Okay, mister, we good to go? And he just turns around, and mister's got a full, like, dinner table made on the beach. And he's cutting up little slices of sausage. Thinking yeah, because like he's thinking, he's thinking his lunch. <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got to feed his boys. Right, Mister is uh, a fierce unionist, and it is lunchtime, yeah. and that means he has a company mandated lunch. Yeah, and like, look, his how is he gonna like how is he gonna expect his like little bullet boys 
to work at their best if he doesn't feed them Tuscan salami. Right, so he's just... It's just this incredible shot of him feeding slices of salami into the chamber of his gun. I love this show! I I think this is the first time we've ever seen a stand eat. That's what I was about to say. (laughs) Yeah, there was a tweet going around of someone saying, like, this is only like the second stand Jorno has seen, and he's definitely having the thought, gosh, shit, am I supposed to be feeding mine? Have I not been yeah. feeding gold experience? Oh no. <laughs> Is it okay? Gold experience, are you good, buddy? Do you want me to buy you like a whole bison? <laughs> Cause like those little guys are eating a lot of salami for yeah. their weight. Uh-huh. I love their little like... gremlin voices. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're <laughs> Yeah. And they're just yeah, they're real rowdy little shits. Well, keep in yeah. mind that uh, yes. Well, keep in mind that uh, energy is a function of is not a function of not just of mass but of velocity. Sure. And uh, those bullet boys go really fast. Yeah, true. Yeah. I get. I guess so. Like the Flash, they need to eat a lot of calories. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, now that they're fed, they're ready to go on with the plan. Uh, so Mister kind of runs up on the side of the security, like kiosk or whatever while Jorno radios in oh I love the scene where he's like running over to the thing and it shows the like three little guys in the chambers and they're just like hanging out like hey like just having the time of their lives they're yeah. excited <laughs> they're, they're very they're they're very excited to be finally get to shoot someone they're very we excited to, to do a murder yeah we're gonna do a murder yeah <laughs> Can't wait to kick this bullet into a dude's skull. Yeah. So the security guy comes out of the kiosk and just starts yelling, like, hey, anyone here waiting for a lagoon? Got a yeah. message from Mr. Zucchero. Anybody? Hello? Yeah, he, just... he does this for like five minutes, yeah. like, yo, anybody got a call? We got a call here. All in there. <laughs> yeah, but no one comes because the guy's already in there. Da, da, da. Yeah, and Jorno can see, but Bukarati, sorry, but Mista can't. Yeah. So Jorno tries to hand signal him. Right. But Mista misunderstands his, you know, various hand flailings mm-hmm. as like, oh, the, the guy's coming around. I guess I better walk around the corner and go by the window. Listen, hand signals are, entire, are difficult to interpret if you do not have a system in place before. Right. It's really on them. Yeah. They, you know, they had to ride that fish here. They really should have thought up a system. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Vista uh, walks by the window, and the, and, to, and the other dude, the villain, sees him uh, coming by. He's like... Oh, this guy has a weird ass outfit. He's definitely here to kill me. <laughs> right. Um, but then like Mista Mista then figures out what's going on. Uh the the villain closes the blinds. Yeah. So he can't shoot properly. <laughs> right. Listen, that's actually Which, a really good move. I love that. Yeah, it's great. If it, it it is it is definitely the right move, uh like knowing what like with the limited information he knew, but yeah. also it's really funny to for the first action upon seeing a gun point at you is to close the blinds. <laughs> right. 
It's kind of. I don't want yeah, any yeah. of that. Yeah. <laughs> Not today, Death. You can't kill me if you can't see me. But yeah, Mister shoots two bolts through the window, and two of the sex pistols just ride the bullets like, like fucking Doctor Strange Love. Yeah, I was gonna make that exact analogy. Yeah, and they just do like a cool bicycle kick on the bullet in the air to like ricochet it into his leg. Yeah, it's real good. I love how this stand works. Yes, this stand is, is yeah. <laughs> it's it's extremely specific. Like, it doesn't seem like it has much utility because it can only be used on bullets, but it's still pretty rad. Right. It's it's a lot better than Whole Horse was. That's for damn sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's basically Whole Horse, the, but the again. Brief. Yeah, like Whole Horse, but more charming. Yeah, exactly. Because you've got a bunch of bullet gremlins. Right. And I guess he can shoot, you know, because I don't remember. Wasn't a whole horse? Couldn't his gun only shoot one bullet at a time, and it like boomeranged back into the gun? I. Oh, That's man. been a long time since I, I've watched. No, uh, yeah. Maybe not, because I think he had to, like shoot two bullets into a pipe in that episode with. Uh, yeah, maybe. Wingo. I I cannot cannot remember. Yeah, me neither. Definitely one of those. Um, All I do. All I all I remember was that Whole Horse was lame and he went out like a ch- went out like a punk. Oh, Whole Horse was great. <laughs> uh, well, that's the thing is that the thing about Whole Horse is that he knew how lame he was, which is why he 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 right. had to team up with other people in order to get anything done. Yeah, and it yeah, still yeah. didn't work. <laughs> still didn't True. work. I think the problem was that he teamed up with Oingo Boingo, which is like, that's, that was not a great choice. Yeah, that's the thing. Oingo's stand is actually horrible, and you need to stay far away from it. It will not help you. Yeah, like, if you want to actually do get something done, you really should have teamed up with Vanilla Ice. Well, sure. Vanilla Ice doesn't really need his help, though. I was about to say, that seems like a bad choice as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, yeah. Vanilla, Vanilla Ice killed himself versus his vampire lord, and... Yeah. No, the, well, the first guy he teamed up with was the, uh... That uh, was a see. centerfold, Jake Isle, yeah. 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 Who, that worked uh, out all right. Actually gave, uh... Yeah, he actually gave, uh, Team JoJo a run for their money. Right, I mean, he murdered Avdol, just Avdol got better later. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, Avdol's like, it's fine, I'm just recovering on an island. It's right. Okay. Yeah, getting shot in the head is not that big of a deal in JoJo, which takes us greatly into the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, he, like, he gets shot in the leg, but he escapes, the, the villain that is. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what this guy's name uh, is. Uh, Saleh. Uh, Saleh. Uh, and Mr. Chase is after him. Um... And Mista's like, okay, well, if he had a remote control stand, he would have attacked me by now. So that probably means he's got a close range stand. Yeah. Um, so he's trying to probably trying to lure me as close as possible so he can actually attack me. Which, hey, congratulations, a JoJo supporting cast member who is uh, yeah, using their head. Yeah. Yeah, Mista is <laughs> that confident. Is, That's his real his stand, stand power. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that's true. That is his real power. He is smart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so he's like oh the truck's starting to move i need to get onto the truck so i can chase after him right and then jorno's like oh shit i'm being left behind and i can't support mista and that's kind of all joe jorno does for episode seven and eight yeah this is starting to get to where like a lot of people are mean about jorno 
Uh, they say he's just like not as good of a protagonist, and I don't think that's true. But Vanilla Rayo is definitely a lot more of like an ensemble cast than a lot of JoJo's are. Yeah, where like um, a lot of the supporting characters get more spotlight. Oh yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely more along the lines of um, uh, Part Four. Yeah, uh, where Joseph was the main character, not Joseph. Um, Josuke. Josuke. Jos Josuke yeah. was the protagonist, but like there were a lot of episodes that weren't necessarily focused on him, or he where he only re appeared like very rarely. Yeah, it's gonna be like um, probably another six episodes or so before Jorno yeah. gets to do cool stuff again. Yeah, and honestly, like I kind of like Jorno more than Josuke so far. Uh, his stand, especially, is a lot more interesting. Um, sure. Uh, so yeah, I don't really mind that he's not like, it, where it's not like Jotaro, where he's the one who solves all the problems at the end of every episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. as much as I like Jotaro, it did get a little tiring where it's like, oh, my buddies are getting the shit beat out of them. Time for me to punch real good. Right, because every episode of Stardust Crusaders is just, we need an excuse for why Jotaro can't be here right now, because he'll just win as soon as he is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, back when, back when, fast and precise foot punches were the best power. Yeah, just super precision. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so episode eight, um, where we uh, finally figure out what Saleh's uh, stand power is, um, and it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's real strong. Yeah, it's very. Um... Because, uh, Mr. shoots him in the head, and he's fine. Yeah. Uh, because... Wait, actually, but actually, before... I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. we sort of got ahead of ourselves. I forgot that this starts with Mista's backstory. Oh, right, yeah, which yeah, yeah. is Which is way better than Abakio. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Mista's backstory is like, he's kind of stupid, but that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah also, also, dude. like... Yeah, his, his backstory was, like, Mista was just, like, a normal guy. Yeah. Like, whenever he would see a cute girl, he would hit on them, but they would ignore him because they because they would constantly turn him down. Right. But he was fine with that. Right. But he was, uh, he's, he's cool. He was like, oh, I respect this. It seems very John Rafi. Right. We What's see up, it happen. Yeah. He's like, hey, you want to go to a movie tonight? And I was like, no. He's like, oh, okay, cool, bye. I respect your decision. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Sometimes he would get beaten up, but he was still happy. Right. Also, he would go to movies. Yeah. And apparently beat up people that talk shit about the actors. So <laughs> that's the character. Right. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's got yeah. a very simple mind. You know, he just goes with the flow and just hey, be nice. That's the mystic. Yeah, he's a point of view. Yeah, he's a good boy, basically. Right. Um, and then one and... fateful night. Yeah, he saw a woman getting, like, beaten unconscious and most yeah. likely sexually assaulted. Yeah, it's not, um, you know, it's not great. Yeah, and Mista is, like, uh, Mista immediately just on instinct goes in and pulls the dude out of the car and punches him in the, in the stomach. Right. There are two other guys in the car as well. Yeah. And they all start shooting at him. And uh, that's when it's revealed that due to some supernatural supernatural uh, event of luck, yeah, every single bullet that they fire at him misses. Right, because bullets are friends to Mista. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you cannot hope to defeat me with a bullet, sir. Right. Hey, he's like Samuel Jackson in Pulp Fiction. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. 
Exactly. So, um, Mista just casually walks to the guy who's shooting bullets at him at point blank range. Right. Uh, kills him. Yeah, takes his gun out of his hand, Take- reloads it, and then kills all three of them. Yeah, while still being shot at, casually reloads yeah. it, and then shoots the other guys in the head. Now, does this happen before or after he gets his stand? I think it's before, before. he gets his stand, because he's not dressed like an idiot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I assume I assume if they're dressed normal, that means they don't have their stand. Right. That's the good rule of thumb to use. Much like how much like how it was revealed that Jorno looked like a normal person before he got his stand. Oh, yeah. right. Also, uh, also uh, the source of stand the source of stands in Naples is uh, is Pulpo. Right. Yeah. Which so, guess they won't be getting stands anymore. Yeah. If you're not part of the mafia, you probably don't have a stand in this chapter, in this arc. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So after that backstory, then yeah, then we find out what. Uh, Saleh's power is, and that he can make things just stay in place. Yeah, anything he touches cannot move. Yeah, which means, like, if a bullet hits his skin, he can immediately just stop the bullet there. Or it will move, but it, it is stationary relative to him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, like, he uses that to basically, like, um force the driver to keep driving yeah. uh, and also force uh, uh, Mista to like stay gripped to a particular part of the van. Yeah, he like fixes his hand in place so that he can't let go of the truck, even though he's out of bullets. Luckily, Mista foresaw exactly this because he stuffed some bullets in his stupid helmet. Yep. He's going to fall out of his hat. <laughs> he just kind of leans forward and a bunch of bullets tumble out perfectly into the chambers. Yeah. So basically, I, so basically, I imagine that part of that is also like the gremlins helping him reload. That's fair. So, uh, yeah, let's see. So the stand craft, so his stand craft work. Yeah. Uh, is, AKA uh, arts and crafts. Arts and crafts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is, he's, uh, he's gonna, he's gonna create a really nice collage of this, uh, right. experience after so he's basically, done. In, so basically it turns everything, anything he touches into an immovable rod. Right. Which is the awesomest item in D anD D? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He he'd be great at going through the tomb of annihilation. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So. Yes. <laughs> I ran that. I ran that for I ran that whole thing. <laughs> nice. Did your entire party die? And how many? And how many times? Ah, I'm a softball. Nice. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'd be the same way. Um. So, yeah, like, oh, uh, gosh, I'm trying to skip ahead to where the next thing happens. Right, me too. Because I feel like the, these ep- these couple episodes aren't as fast-paced as I tend to expect from JoJo these days. Yeah. There, there's a lot more talking about, like, here's what my stand does, and then the and that protagonist saying, ah, yeah, and here's how I planned for that. Right, it's a lot of, like, still shots while they're monologuing, like, trying to think through the strategy of this stand battle. Yeah, Which it's, is what it's I'm very here like, for, so... Yeah, I was yeah, gonna say, it, I like it because, listen, Miss is bringing a gun to the table. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so that yeah. brings a lot more tension to these Anytime scenes. Anytime someone super-powered anything is, has a gun. <laughs> 
makes all yeah. of these monologues a lot more tense. Yeah. Yeah. Also, also just because one of my favorite arcs is still Battle Tendency, and they had a lot of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Joseph especially was like, "Oh yeah, I knew you were gonna do that." Right. Right. But yeah, so yeah, Mister reloads with his helmet bullets and then uses sex pistols to dodge around Craftwork and shoot him in the neck. I think. Yeah. And it knocks him off the truck, which temporarily, you know, frees them from Craftwork's influence. Yeah, because he's no longer in range. Right. Um, then we take a brief hiatus to check in on Giorno, who sees a blood trail, and he's like, oh, so they left that way. I hope I can catch up with them in time. I need to find a car. <laughs> yeah. That's all for Giorno for now. <laughs> right. Meanwhile, there's like a running gag throughout this whole episode where, like, the truck driver really wanted to stop the truck when he couldn't because of craft work. And now he can, but Mist is, like, threatening to shoot him if he stops the truck. Yeah, this this truck driver is just having a bad day, yeah. really. Real rough. Uh-huh. Yeah, so then they, uh, he tells him to keep driving and get back down to the marina so he can meet up with Jorno. But then he sees that uh, somehow Saleh has managed to get up the mountain ahead of them. I love this next scene. This fucking, this fucking guy. Right, so he makes him stop the truck, and Solid just throws out a bunch of pebbles from his pocket and freezes them in midair to climb over them like a jungle gym. It's, I, I love that use of the power so much. Yeah, it's real good. Yeah. I love the reveal oh, of God. he's just levitating there, and you're like, how could he be, oh... Yeah, oh, so that's why the immovable rod is the awesomest item in D anD D. Right, do shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he climbs up yeah. onto the road and like takes one of the frozen bullets that Mister tried to shoot at him and starts tapping on it because it also works like stasis from Breath of the Wild. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's all. It's all. It's basically literally that. Yeah. Like where the more you hit it, the more kinetic energy it stores. Right. So then when he um, releases it, it just fires off at the speed of a bullet and hits Mister in the stomach. Now I'm just imagining Legend of Zelda was JoJo powers. Yeah. Now I'm imagining Link. <laughs> doing oh, man. some JoJo bullshit in the world of Legend of Zelda. What makes it even funnier is just like. As he's just very gently tapping the bullet because he doesn't want to give away where it's gonna go. Right. He wants to keep his aim precise. Like he just has this most intense stare on his face. <laughs> right. Like as he's gently tapping it. Yeah. It's the f- funniest juxtaposition. Yeah. So yeah, like uh, he then like a real cool thing happens where he unfreezes the bullet. It shoots out. Um, Mista tries to fire some more bullets at him, gets shot in the stomach, but it's okay because it mostly just makes him push backward a, a, a bit. Right, getting shot in the stomach uh, isn't that big a deal in JoJo. If getting shot in the head yeah. isn't, then getting shot in the stomach definitely isn't. Yeah, so then... Uh, okay, so this next part, does he freeze the bullets Mista shot at yes, him? Yeah. And walk you yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. I was about to mention that because it's totally badass. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's it's some revengeance like <laughs> riding running on missiles. Uh huh. Yep. So they're um, both like you know face to face on the truck again, and uh, Mister tells him, "Hey, I've only got one bullet left. I may as well tell you because you're gonna find out soon anyway. Uh, but I'm gonna kill you with it, so don't worry about it." Yeah, and meanwhile, Saleh is tapping his own bullet. Yeah, uh, Mister has been like. 
internally monologuing about how, you know, if he has to touch the bullet for it to work, then maybe if he shoots it in his mouth and, like, down into his, like, throat, like, you know, a Star Wars Death Star trench run, then maybe that'll work, because he can't touch it before it's too late. Yeah. Uh, so Mr. shoots his final bullet, and Sully just opens his mouth. Dramatic. <laughs> yes, he's here I to want tell you him to that, shoot. like, that's not gonna work, and trying to block against it would be, you know, too much of a pain in the ass, so he's just yeah. gonna let him do it. Oh, man. Sully gets messed up. Even before the end, even before the end, he just has, like, a bullet in his head and in his neck, and he's like, ah! <laughs> and then what yeah. in his throat? He's like coughing up blood yeah. while he's laughing about what an idiot Mista is. But uh, actually, it's Sale who's the idiot because all the Sex Pistols rode that last bullet and jumped onto the one that Sale was preparing. So that as soon as he releases it, they kick it back at him. And instead of hitting his body... They hit the other bullet that he froze, so he can't stop it, and it, like, dominoes yeah, into that like, one and pushes it into his brain. Well, specifically, it splits into two bullets. Oh, right, yeah. got him on that part! It He's splits like, well, in I'll half. block it with my stand. Nope, splits into two bullets! <laughs> yeah, then, like, the half of the bullet gets, a kick, it gets like, thrown into... <laughs> the previous hole he made in Saleh's head uh -huh. to basically touch the bullet and shove it in. Right. So that way he can't use his power against it. So he just gets like a bullet, that, that bullet shoved even, even further into his brain. Yeah. And even then he's still not quite dead, even though he's, you know, horribly, yeah. like he has a terrible brain injury and is no longer a threat. He's still alive. Yeah, because yeah, again, you can have... Again, like if you've only got one wound in your brain inside your brain, you're still mostly okay. Yeah, I mean, depending on where the wound is, sure. Yeah, yeah. Like you gotta cut. You gotta either slice slice the whole dude in half, and even then, like they'll, you'll live for a little while longer. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, they get back to the marina with uh, yeah the now brain dead Sale, you know, in custody. And uh, the truck driver is just like grousing, you know, like everyone's being so mean to me. Oh, I'm not, I'm not driving this truck for anybody else. And then Giorno, not seeing Mister, jumps in the truck and tells him to drive. Yeah. Good, good. And that's how the episode ends yeah. on just like a gag. Yeah. From this poor <laughs> truck driver. <laughs> the fun joke after we had someone shot at the brain. Right. <laughs> These, these people are gangsters. <laughs> they sure are. Yeah. Oh, gosh. So much. In comparison to the, the crew of good, good nice boys we had last year. Right. They were so yeah, sweet. With the, with the one exception of Rohan. Well, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, Rohan would fit, in, fit right in with these guys. Yeah. These guys would lick a spider. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot he did that. I actually just rewatched that episode last night. <laughs> Oh, they, they're running it. Uh, they're running uh, JoJo Part Four on Tanami. Yeah, they've like caught oh, up nice. to that in the dub. How's the How's the Part Four dub? Because a lot well, of that dub has been rough. Yeah, they. Yeah, they they're doing the stupid things with the stand names. So like, they're calling Echoes Reverb. And... Sure. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. How how are the voice actors though? Yeah, the voice actors are fine. Okay, because I've seen bits of the part two dub, and those that acting is rough. I like to be fair, JoJo dialogue seems real hard to do, and the sub kind of gets a pass for me at least because I can't understand Japanese. Mm-hmm. It does seem hard to say some of this dialogue in a way that sounds at all believable. I heard for yeah, season exactly. two they really leaned into Joseph being I British. Yeah. That's dumb. I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for the season five dub when they just have to have everyone do bad Italian accents. Oh boy. Well, oh boy. Well, actually, yeah, yeah. Joseph being British was only in part two. In uh, part three and four, they don't do that. Yeah. Yeah, because Joseph being British was one thing in part two, but then they also had Caesar have an Italian accent that was not good. <laughs> uh, so let's uh, talk about episode nine, where we start with the gang attempting to seal up uh, Mista's wounds and doing kind of a bad job on it. Yeah, Fugo just uses a stapler to staple it up. It's fine. Yeah, like they're no, yeah, Narancia and Fugo's idea of sealing up a gunshot wound is staples and masking tape. Yeah. I mean, if you, you know, that's what they got to work dude, with. Dude, duct tape does everything. Yeah. I get. Uh, couldn't, couldn't, couldn't like Jorno do something though? Like, um, no, not for a few more episodes. Okay. <laughs> so I was going to say, like, if, he, if, like, his stand is wild and can do a bunch of biology shit, so you'd think he could at least do a little bit of healing or yeah. sealing up quit, at least. Quit spoiling, like, a month from now. Okay. <laughs> My bad. Yeah, it seems like the natural <laughs> progression, yeah. but at yeah. the same time, it feels, I don't know, who knows how standard works. Right, exactly. Well, and they tell him he's got to go to the hospital. This is just, you know, a temporary fix. Yeah. Which, hey, at least in, at least in this universe, they can actually go to the hospital instead of, like, going to a, like, gang doctor or Right, something. right. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're all hanging out in, like, a public restroom, and Bucciarati says, like, oh, I'll take you to the treasure, but we need to wait a little longer. I'm, you know, he's, he's waiting for something. And there's two janitors outside who, like, want to come in and clean the bathroom. And Narachi just comes out, and I was like, hey, can you wait a few minutes? We're still in here. And the one janitor yeah. just says, like, is your name Toilet? Because that's the name on this. And if your name's Toilet, then this is your house, and you can tell me what to do. Otherwise, get the hell out of the way. Yeah. And then Neurancia's like, hey, come on, just, like, do this thing. And then she, and then she like, twists his arm around and starts cutting him with his own switchblade. Right, because he pulls a knife on her when she, like, yeah, sasses him. Yeah. This this janitor is hardcore. Right. Well, yeah, we find out who she is uh, in a few minutes. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of yeah, awesome. So, <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's when we find out that uh, the two janitors are um, the one of the capos of the gang, yeah. as well as, like, the boss's daughter. Yeah, Trish. <laughs> who has yeah, hot I, pink hair that is, like, sculpted to look like a rose. Yeah, Trish has a real good look. Trish is great. She's got, like, a weird, like, skirt that's got, like, multiplication and division symbols on it. Yeah, who knows, man. Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, Butcherai's like, oh god, please stop getting into a knife fight with our boss. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, because yeah, like, the, the capo... The team just getting into knife fights with janitors. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the capo who is Mr. Paracolo. Uh, yeah. When they first introduced Mr. Paracolo, like, his face looks real weird. Yeah, he's, he's like, got, like, just a wall-eyed expression. Yeah. But yeah, he's here to accept the money from Bucciarati. Who reveals that it's all zipped up inside of one of the urinals in the bathroom? Yeah, it just unzips I, a urinal, and there's a bunch of gold bars coming out of it. Yeah, because apparently everybody in this gang is familiar with Stan Powers. He just like, oh yeah, this makes sense. Right, right. <laughs> so yeah, he comes to inspect it. And he's like, yep, that's ten billion lira. Well, that's that's real cool, Bucciarati. Uh Since you're donating this to the gang, you are promoted to capo. I was. Yeah. Can I say for the rest of you? Were you expecting the plot to advance this quickly? <laughs> no. I was, no. I was really expecting them to be on this island for another eight episodes fighting. <laughs> yeah, I, I figured it would be sort of a Stardust Crusader situation where there's like another three or four episodes where they're still trying to get to the capo and being constantly interrupted by rival stand, right. stand people. Whereas I'm... But no, they just get there. Yeah, whereas like, I read the manga before, so I'm like, man, they're taking a long time to get to the good stuff. <laughs> They're taking their time. Yeah, so, like, yeah, Bucarati is promoted to Capo. Everybody's real excited about it. Yeah. It's like, finally, he's he's gotten what he's always wanted. Right. All of, like, his gang members just, they really believe in him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and Miracle well, has, like, a quick moment with Giorno where he's like, oh, you're the new guy, right? You're a good kid. Actually, if you, I mean, when, uh, you know, when Paracolo explains the uh, benefits of being capo, it's actually pretty sweet, because it's like, yeah, you get a cut out of, like, every restaurant in Naples. Right, and not just a cut, you get 50% of their profits. Yeah, that's, yeah, Bucarati's about to be extremely rich. Right. Uh, Which I guess he would have, I guess he would have been if he had just sold all that, fenced all that stuff himself. Yeah. So... Uh, uh, but unfortunately that also comes with greater responsibilities because Polpo had a job to do before he died that now Bucciarati has to take care of which is uh, yeah, yeah so. the no one knows who the boss of Pashone is but uh, it recently came to light that he had a daughter uh, from a, a, a romantic dalliance in his distant past <laughs> there's a lot of those happening in JoJo's right so now everyone is trying to, like, kidnap or murder his daughter to get to him. And uh, it is now Bucciarati's crew's job to protect her. Until all of the uh, traitors in the gang are rooted out. Yeah, also, like, uh, oh gosh, there was a... Also, Trish has just, like, a really good introduction pose as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Tr Trish is good. Because seriously, the pose is the is the measure of how awesome a JoJo character is. <laughs> oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. What's your What's your pose game like? Yeah. <laughs> what's your stand and what's your pose? Right. Yeah. So Pericola just tells them to like lay low somewhere, go into hiding until they get the call that uh, the boss has managed to root out all of the traitors. 
Yeah, I gotta admit, Trish is hot. <laughs> she, she, she definitely is very good at bossing people around. Right. As soon as Pericolo <laughs> leaves, she like tells Fugo like, "Hey, take your shirt off." Does not explain why. Yeah, and it's like, look, just take it off if I wanted to see, like, it's not like I want to see your naked body or anything. But it's not like she gives a different explanation. I think she does just want to see him shirtless. Yeah, so she takes the shirt off, and then she uses it to dry her hands. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, and then she, like, gives them a shopping list. Yeah. It's like, all right, get... Get these things. Get Italian, uh, like the like Italian Vogue. Right. Get me some Italian mineral water, not the French water. Right. That stuff's garbage. I'd rather <laughs> die than drink it. No, actually, actually, she specifically requests the French mineral mineral water. Okay. Yeah. Wait. What? I thought. Hold on. Yeah. No. She, yeah she, I, no. That's right. She wants the French mineral mineral water. Okay. Hold on. Yeah. Okay, and some mineral water. Right. I, oh, I, I'd rather die one that's not th- than drink one that's not from France. Okay, yeah, yeah. the sentence structure threw me off. Sure. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, yeah, she wants like pantyhose and just yeah, a whole bunch of stuff, and they're all like, "Oh gosh, girls, am I right?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because it's it's still a JoJo show. Yeah. They've still got Araki. Still has some issues. Yeah, yeah. He can he can create some pretty like badass female characters, but there's always a problem. Jorno right. uh, does like throughout this entire thing. He's like, "Oh wow, everyone! This this girl's apparently the key to murdering that boss we want to murder, because everyone's trying to do that. We're so close." Yeah, that is a good re- revelation. It's like. Man, all these other people are trying to do that thing that I'm doing. Right. They're all so bad, so probably. Yeah. Yeah, then we, like, cut to another antagonist, like, in his lair. Like, with one of the worst drawn cats I've ever seen (laughs) in a professional animation. Uh, And it's just, like, like, really fussy and does not like that that he's holding it. Like I, I occasionally give Iraqi shit for how he draw, draws dogs, but yeah. at least they're they mostly resemble a dog. This cat is more like a gremlin than an actual <laughs> cat. I don't know. It looks okay for the most part. There's a few shots where it looks real weird, but you know. Yeah, it's it's really is a real weird looking cat. Yeah. She looks so uncomfortable. I feel I, I felt bad for that cat. Yeah. Yeah. He does not want to be held, guy. Leave it alone. Right. Yeah, especially yeah, that, especially in the next shot. Yeah, but we're yeah, seeing that, that like that... all these like mysterious people are like in an like in an AIM messenger group with each other, talking about how they gotta oh. go after Trish. Oh Jesus! I forgot that this guy stuffed the cat in the bottle. Yep. I forgot. Yeah, I was... should I should not have doubted Iraqi's capacity for just making animals undergo hardships yeah he just like he, re- he puts the cat off screen and then the camera like zooms out to show that the cat is stuffed into a glass bottle yeah just like a liquor bottle yeah. like, uh, it's like all right that pr- and what and, and i'm guessing that will absolutely have nothing to do with that dude's stand power that's just the thing well, i mean you know what his stand sometimes. power is you know how yeah. he did it Oh, right, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> he just yeah, shrank turned... the cat, put it in there, and then made it grow back. 
Right, I forgot about that stand power. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Which is funny because as I thought that saw because as I got to it, I was like, "Oh right, the Luke power." All right. Well. Anyway. Call my dude out like. <laughs> hey, Luke called me out so often during the like first uh, during the Phantom Blood episodes of Judges Raw rewatch. Gave me so much shit for that snakehead. Anyway. Uh, um, Narancia has been sent out to get the groceries while they are all hiding out in like a like guest house on a vineyard. Yeah. And Fugo gives nice him place. very elaborate instructions about how he has to avoid a tail. Like, here, take this route, switch cars three times, go in circles for an hour. Which, like, there's no way Narancia is going to remember that. Right, Narancia, Narancia like, clearly is not listening to anything. And Fugo's like, all right, like, if you wa- repeat all that back to me. And Narancia just, like, gets it wrong instantly. <laughs> yeah, like, I... I don't understand why they're sending Narancia because everybody knows Narancia <laughs> is the biggest idiot of oh. the group. Like, okay, yeah. so I'm kind of reading. Like, this. send send Mister. Yeah. Not only does he have a gun, but he's actually reliable. Right, but we have to give Narancia a spotlight episode to explain his stand. Yeah. Is the thing. True. Yeah. Yeah. Still, it's like. It's like, okay, I have a very important mission for you where you're going to have to answer, like, a complicated Jeopardy question. Right. Let's send Polnareff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, am I correct in feeling that Narancia's is kind of the intern here? They feel like an intern. Like, yeah, kind of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just doing this for co- college credit. <laughs> I did like the sense that before Jorno joined, uh, uh, Narancia was the most junior member of the gang. Yeah, Narancia was the newbie, which is why they're constantly stabbing him. Yeah. It's like a hazel. Uh-huh. You're, call- you're calling me a toilet? You're a toilet. Time to get stabbed. Whoa, calm down, yeah. Narancia. Yeah, the, the, the only reason that they're not hazing Jorno now is because Jorno drank that piss. Right, exactly. Like, oh, well, sh- we can't do shit to him. Well, also, Jorno constantly has, like, good ideas and inspires everyone by talking about the dream he has. Yeah, so he gets, like, a newbie pass. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, like, Narachi does, like, is clearly doing it right. Like, he's, like, got a map out, and he's, like, drawing out the route he's gonna take so he doesn't get lost. Like, you know, he's he's trying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's doing his best. Yeah. Uh, but then suddenly a man appears in his car. Right, there's just, yeah, Formaggio is this guy's name. Uh, and yeah, he's all of a sudden just in the back seat talking to him. He's like, where are you going, buddy? Omelette du Formaggio. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh, because... <laughs> He figured out that Bucciarati's gang was the one that uh, got put in charge of taking care of Trish because they all just suddenly disappeared and none of them showed up for Polpo's funeral. And that's not good if you're in the mafia, so clearly they better be doing something important. Yeah, which is a totally reasonable thing to deduce. Right, yeah. Like, there there actually aren't a whole lot of crazy leaps of logic like there sometimes are in JoJo's. Like, all these guys are making, like, pretty normal de- yeah, uh, normal decisions based off information that you, as a person living in reality, could also deduce. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, but he attacks him with his stand little feet, or tiny feet. So they finally got one they didn't have to change that much. 
Yeah, yeah, it's still pretty. I'm almost, I'm almost wondering why they bothered even changing it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he kind of yes. like Little Feet has like a big needle on its index finger, and it kind of like swipes at Naranch's face and like cuts him, cuts his face open. But he manages to get yeah. away from it. And uh, if there's the only like character detail we know about Naranja so far is that he's got a very short temper and he does not like getting stabbed. <laughs> what? Yeah, no kidding. Like, I the wouldn't one either. Consistent piece of characterization so far is that he gets very angry when people stab him. Yeah, and in this case, he we finally see Naranja stand, which is like. A remote control airplane, basically. Right, but with real that guns. That has real weapons. Yeah. And it's called it Aerosmith. It actually kind of looks like the plane from Crimson Skies, now that I think about oh, it. Oh, sure. Yeah, and yeah, so instead of Aerosmith, they call it Little Bomber. Yeah. Which is adorable. Yeah. <laughs> Little Bomber. Little Bomber. Um, yeah, so. He just shoots the car full of holes and then, you know, throws a bomb in the car yeah. to blow it this up. This is one of those things where you like in the in the preview, I vastly underestimated Naranch's stand. I'm like, oh, he's got like a Tory A plane. Okay, whatever. Right. So this is like, oh, okay, this is actually pretty good. Yeah, and meanwhile, Naranch yeah, no, is just v- kicking the shit out of the car. Like his shoe goes yeah, flying yeah. off. Yeah, Neurontia's stand is actually pretty dangerous. It's like a better version of Bad Company. Yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, he, after the bomb goes off and the smoke clears, he sees that there's, like, no remains of Formaggio at all, which doesn't seem right. Yeah, he's like, wait a minute, there's no way I would have vaporized him. Right. <laughs> and, yeah, and that's where we cut to Formaggio, where he's, like, just tiny, hiding away, like, in a pocket of the car real, going like... <laughs> real tough gangster. <laughs> right. He'll never find me now that I'm small. Right. He's not that small. He's like a foot tall still. He's yeah. not that hard to see. Hiding in plain sight. Up in your pocket. Uh, yeah, he jumps into Naranch's yeah. pocket. And then uh, while Naranch is like looking for him, Formaggio sees the pantyhose in the seat that he bought, and that confirms his suspicions that he's like out shopping for Trish. Uh, and then, like, at the very end of the episode, we see Naracha is starting to shrink a little bit. Yeah, so it making it pretty clear, like, unlike the previous stand where there was some ambiguity, this one is pretty obvious, where it's like, oh, okay, if the stand hits you, he can control your size. Yeah, basically. And yeah, that's Which, that's where we're leaving off. Nice, yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> I like how he deduces it's Trish is again some good old good old Rocky misogyny. <laughs> it's like no chicks are real picky about what they like. Right? Yeah. The Uh-oh. only the only way a guy would be out shopping for a chick is if the chick was just trapped at home and couldn't leave. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this was... The, these series of episodes were a, a little less crazy. A little. I, I mean, it opened with that torture dance. 
I mean, the torture dance was definitely nuts. <laughs> uh, I say this is a but, great stream of episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like them a lot. I, I'm still, I'm still really liking Vento Oreo. Yeah, like in the grand scheme um, of things, Vento Oreo is not one of my favorite arcs, but like all the stand battles are fantastic. Yeah, I'm I'm having a real fun time with the stands. Yeah, uh, even if the actual arc story arc seems kind of dis- disjointed. Yeah, a bit. Like it definitely is going to start snapping into focus now that they have Trish there, and like things are going to start happening. Yeah. Also, episode ten is called Hitman Team, which yeah is pretty promising. Uh huh. Yeah. I know I'm not going to get a stand that's just Agent 47, but I kind of wish no, we would. Dustin, I'm pretty sure the name Hitman Team refers to that team of hitmen we saw in this episode. All right, I mean, fair, but <laughs> also. Also, could it just be Agent 47 with a stand? No. <laughs> Agent 47 can't have a stand. Agent 47 doesn't need a stand. Yeah. His stand, his, tan, his stand is his homing briefcase. Yeah, that, yes. No, that's the game I want. They need to release a level that's like Naples, and you just have to assassinate a stand user without a stand yourself. Oh, God, that would be amazing. Uh, all right, anyway. Um, yeah, do we have anything more to talk about, uh, about these series of episodes? I don't think so. Yeah, there uh, doesn't leave much room for ambiguity at the end here. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm having a lot of fun. Um, I think I think my favorite part of these episodes, this series of episodes, was the Mista versus yeah the the, the Sex Pistols versus um, uh, whatever Craftworks Craftworks fight like. Yeah. That was real good. Which I don't. I don't think I've ever listened to a Kraftwerk song. That's one of the stands in this one that I'm not sure like why it's named what it is, other than he likes Kraftwerk. Yeah, I don't think I've ever listened to Kraftwerk. Like, do they have a song about like uh, just standing still? They're yeah. Anyway, yeah, they're they're a German techno band. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, it, but, it feels appropriate. The stand looks appropriate for. for yeah. Sure. <laughs> I mean, one of, one of like one of Kraftwerk's most famous album covers Im- is them just standing like completely still in a line, just standing straight. Okay, so. now I hear you. I think most photos do involve people being still. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I understand that. <laughs> most but, like, albums don't have animated gifs for their cover art. I know, but the but the aesthetic of it in particular is very like statuesque sure or like for instance their second album cover has them holding a bullet in place (laughs) (laughs) i wish i wish oh yeah here we go here's an album cover where they're climbing a bunch of floating rocks (laughs) of course yeah here's one where they're <laughs> where they have like bullet wounds in their head. Yeah, man. Honestly, the, the little feet fight is kind of whatever, but the 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 guy they fight after this one is so good. Okay, I'm excited I'm for the next batch of episodes. It. All right. Uh, so yeah, that'll be it for this episode of JoJo's Bizarre Rewatch. Uh, you can find the show notes and comments for and uh, comment on these episodes at projectharhi.net or 
uh, audioentropy.com. Luke, where can people find you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer. Uh, you can find a bunch of shows I do on audioentropy.com, like Teenagers with Attitude, Totally Reprised, Let's Place. Um, if you're going to PAX South in 2019, we're going to be there doing a panel for Let's Place, but yep. that's a ways out yet. Um, yeah, me and Luke. Uh, Ty, were you going or were you not able to? Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Switching yeah. jobs, so it's going to be, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah, one that's of fair. those things. Luke and, Luke and I will definitely be there. Yeah. Um, you can uh, go to uh, bit.ly slash silverpines to check out Silver Pines, which is the RPG stream I run that is heavily inspired by JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, if that sounds fun. Uh, we do that usually Friday or Saturday night. But, yeah. Uh, Ty, where can... Oh, oh, no, no, I wasn't. Yeah, sorry, I was handing it off to you. All right, all right, uh, Ty, where can people find you? On Twitter as Sirius Tiberius, and yeah, no, I don't think I've done any podcasts recently. Yeah, I think this is the only one you're really doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, ben, where can people find you? I am on Twitter at DeathSlinky, and uh, yeah, I'm also on the BakaCast. Yeah, which is part of this feed, so you already are probably listening to Ben. Um, it does that. And you can... Yeah? Have you been reviewing that slime show? <laughs> uh, oh, the, the isekai where they, the person gets turned into a slime? Yeah. Uh, Tensei Shitara Slime Data Ken, or That Time I Was Reincarnated Into a Slime. Great. I am watching, I I am watching, watching that, that show, yeah. and I am loving it. Okay. I, I am I having, like I am having a great time with that slime show. That. But, another podcast. What? Yeah, I mean, like, if if you just want to talk about anime at some point, we can just do a bonus episode. Uh, um, anyway, uh, yeah, you can find me at Stills to GM. Um, this is kind of the only podcast I'm doing right now. Um, hopefully, I'll find some time to get on some other podcasts, because it's been a long time since I've been able to get on uh, Totally Reprise or yeah. uh, Tattoo, just because of my work schedule. I was on Let's Place, like, once. Were you? I don't even remember that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a long time ago, yeah. and uh, my shtick was because I didn't knew nothing about any of the games. I just or, I just ranked them in alphabetical order. <laughs> right. Okay. Yes, I remember this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, Luke has so many guests on Last Place yeah. that it's easy to just forget who was on where. Yeah, we're we're coming uh, up on a hundred episodes, which is exciting. Uh, yeah, I was on I was on episode thirty nine. Okay. Yeah, it was a while ago then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish I. Could. Yeah, I, I kind of, I kind of had fun with that. Even yeah. though I, I, like, I knew nothing about the games, but I was just like, okay, I have a formula, and I'm sticking to it. Right. Yeah. Let Let's Place is a podcast where you don't actually need to know anything to participate. No, no, no. Yeah. And, yes, and that's that's exactly how it worked. Because in fact, it's almost better if you don't know anything. <laughs> uh. Anyway, so yeah, uh, that'll do it. Um, thank you all for joining us, and remember, audience, stay horny. <laughs> stay horny, my friends.